Welcome to the Sim Podcast Show. I'm your co-host, Eric, and I'm always joined by my co-host, Ron. What up, Ron? What's going on? You know what we do? We talk about the NFL, and this is... We just happen to have week four into week number five. Uh, Ron, how did you feel about this week? Uh, great. I'm happy. Uh, for those who are watching, I got my Pickettsburg t-shirt on. Um, Steelers lost. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but we've turned the chapter on Mitch Trubisky, so... This is probably the happiest I've been after a loss. Yeah, you were part of that picket cult that no, were No, I, I wasn't were, in the cult. You couldn't wait for the change to happen. It, it needed to happen. Uh, we're also going to talk about how every team that we like to discuss in this podcast lost. Uh, you actually hit on your upset special. I was disappointed in uh, uh, Miami, but... I mean, we'll talk about the tours injury when we do the news, but that's going to be that show. We're going to talk about week four. We're going to do our predictions, upset specials, but first the news. So I want to start off, Ron, with Thursday night's game, Miami against the Bengals, tours injury. What's what's your take? What, what happened? I mean, it was just kind of like, I know that, that is Amazon Prime, and they kind of new to it. But I feel like the cameraman zoomed in when he saw the fingers going every which way. And well, yeah, it was. They, just... I think they would have done that on on any station, to be honest with you. Now, how many times would they have showed the replay? You know, they show like three or four times. Uh, I don't know. You know, they probably would have cut away after the first first or second time, and that's it. But uh, they showed it quite a bit. Um, yeah, it was shown a lot. Yeah, and honestly, after that, the game didn't matter. Um, I think all people could focus on was uh, the health of, of Tua. Um, that was scary, man. I, you know, watching it like real time on TV, um, it was scary. It made me angry. Um, it, it was. I was just disgusted, to be honest with you. Uh, I don't know how else to to put it. You should never have been playing and be put in that position in the first place. Um, yeah, because I felt like the coach kind of deferred to like, well, we follow the protocols of the NFL, so don't blame me. Well, it's not the coach's fault because it's really, honestly, it's out of his hands. You know, he's he's only going by what his doctor says and no, no, the don't, don't, NFL don't, doctor. Don't blame him the coaches, so easy. I'm, don't not, him I'm not blaming him. I'm just, that, those nope. are facts. You're you know? bailing him out because if he got hurt on Sunday uh-huh. and they put him on the uh, injury list as a concussion, why would you put him to play on Thursday? Because but, but that's the thing. They didn't put him as a, a concussion. He's, remember, he said it was his back uh, on Sunday. Um, they went through, tested him. Everything came back clean. They said it was his back and nothing, nothing more. And uh, I'm not saying the coach should not have stepped in and try to protect him more. Yes, um, yes. That's, no, that's exactly what I, I think that I know he's a first year coach, but he should have been like, listen, I'm around football for 10, 15 years. There's no way that in a four day, he's okay. But here's the thing. If I'm the player, let's say I'm the player, you're the coach. And you were telling I got cleared by our doctors. So you're telling me I can't play. I'm going to be like, screw you. 
I'm playing. No, no, I don't no, care no. if you're the coach. I'm playing. You stand bench I got and you stuff get in my contract Sorry. that says I need to now do he this, may this, never and this. Play again. Uh, I get that, but I'm just saying the coach is in a tough situation. Uh, it's honestly take uh, by if you look at the letter of the rule, it's out of his hands. Um, he doesn't get to make a choice. He can make the choice to sit him, but as far as forcing him to play, that you know, I don't buy into that. It was the doctors who made a mistake. Um, you know, I don't know about the protocol. I think they went ahead and, and they they changed that um, as a result of what happened. But uh, the doctors didn't go through the full process, um, and that sucks because you have an independent doctor, not affiliated with the team who did not follow the process and eventually cleared him. And then you have the team doctor, and you can say the team, well, the team's biased. I get that part, but you have two doctors that cleared him and sent him in and allowed him to play. To me, that's not a coach's issue. That's more of, um, that's an NFL issue, right? The, the protocol didn't work. Um, the person they hired to to be that independent doctor, he, you know, he ended up getting fired or whatever. Um, but you need to change the protocol which they did afterwards and said you know if you have any issues with motor skills you're automatically out which that should have been the rule to begin with um but you know it's it was just i mean going it, it was tough tough to watch i think it was mishandled obviously by the doctor i think tua has a case uh if if he has like a serious injury uh, but it's not going to be against the coach it's going to be against the nfl and they're an independent doctor. Well, I think everyone's at fault here. I think the independent doctor let him down, the NFL let him down, and the Miami Dolphins let him down because, you know, if you're talking about, oh, we need to protect the players, the players do this, that wasn't, that was not how you protect the players. Mm-hmm. And I think that everyone is at fault. And I think that he dodged some questions that were direct. The coach was like, well, you know, we followed the letter to the T. Well, you know in your gut that that guy was not right. And you put him out there. Yeah, I agree that, you know, that we weren't sure that that was going to happen again, right? But, I mean, that was pretty ugly. It it was. You know, it was a cover-up to begin with. Um, And then to have him out there and then to have that happen was just uh, unfortunate. Uh, That's the word I'll use, unfortunate. Unfortunate. but it was scary to watch. It made me angry. And I'll be honest, I'm partially angry at Tua, too. Um, not because he played. Every player is going to want to play. But dude's got to be smarter. How many times does this guy get hurt because he doesn't throw the football away? Happened at Bama. It's happened at, at Miami now twice. Get rid of the damn football. Like, how do you not learn your lesson? Like, that play was so stupid. He had a chance to get rid of the football and not take that hit. And he didn't, he didn't throw it away. And you would think by now he would understand, hey, let me just get rid of the ball. I, I can't make a play. There's no play here. But he is the type of person that can't – he won't give up uh, uh, a small play or a loss. He has to try to make something out of nothing. It's horrible. It's yeah. horrible. It's horrible. And you know what? If you're a smart quarterback, you just fall flat. You sit down. You, yeah. you say, you know what? Let me just play another play because this play, they try to extend it and it goes hard. You're not Mahomes. You're not Lamar Jackson. Mm -hmm. Just go down. Just go down. So it was unfortunate. It was double unfortunate for me because I picked Miami in that game. And that game was, you know, it was winnable. But then 
you know, Teddy Richwater just, he looked like he never taken a rap at that number once. I think he looked okay. Um, I think he had a chance to win the game, that last throw. And I don't know if that was even his fault or the, I think it was Gusecki he was throwing too. If it was a tight end's fault, they were just mini- miscommunication there. Um, I think he'd be fine. I think it's a lot. And we'll talk about it when we get into Kenny Pickett too, when he plays. Um, and with Hoyer being out, it's a lot for any quarterback to come in with no practice at all, you know, in the week, no reps with your ones uh, to come in and expect them to be functional at all. Um, so he was, you know, thrown in a situation where he had like no practice with the ones at all that week. You know, he's not expecting to play. Now, I know you need, need to be ready and that stuff, but I think, you know, I think he played OK. I don't think he was bad. Well, he I, did turn the ball over. Yeah, he turned. He had that throw, and again, it was a mystery, miscommunication. It was, you know, uh, not, you know, I obviously you don't want that, but um, I think, you know, just looking ahead, you know, I think two was probably going to be out this week. I don't think they ruled him out yet. Maybe they did, um, but I think Bridgewater would be okay if he had to play for like another, you know, next two or three weeks. I'd be fine with, with him. I think well, they're they'd see, be the, fine. With this is what I mean is like, why not rule him out? He he hits it twice in back to back games. Yeah. Why not rule him out? Yeah. Why, what's what are you waiting for? Like what? This is what I mean. Is like you know that this dude has gotten hit in the head multiple times already, yeah. and you still like wondering like oh no I, I'm I'm pretty sure they're gonna yeah, rule that. It's it's Monday right now. Um, you know I think by tomorrow I know he's I don't know when he does his press conference, but I I know he's gonna. I think, you know, he's going to rule them out for sure. Uh, the other injury report, and this was, we didn't really know about this till like Sunday morning, I guess. J.J. Watt with the heart condition. Mm-hmm. From what I've read so far, he, he literally was dead and came back to life because they used a defibrillator on him, right? Yeah, I don't know if he was dead. He had a, a abnormal heartbeat. So they use that to make it normal, basically. Um, now, and he played. He dressed and he played. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think he's ever had it from based, you know, based on his comments. Uh, this was something new for him. Um, but you know, it's it's crazy. It's scary, you know, to go through stuff like that. Um, and then again, just you, same thing with Tua. You're not the player is going to always want to play no matter what. Um, I think this happened too. Remember uh, with basketball, with the Miami uh, Heat player, we had a heart issue, and you know he wanted to play. I think they were like, "Nah, slow your roll." Uh, players are going to want to play, so I was a little, you know, I was just. I think I, we were all caught off guard because it, the news broke on Sunday. Um, Sunday, and, and he ended up playing. He ended up playing. We were all worried for him, right? So I don't even know. It's worried. It's so almost like you say, "Dude, this is dumb. a game. This is dumb. This yeah. is just a game. You're yeah. already a." A millionaire, right? Who, what are you trying to prove? Yeah, I mean, maybe he's wired differently, but and I think he's married with kids. I don't know for a fact. I but think he just had his first kid. I, I thought I heard that, um, and that's maybe why he got a little emotional when he was um, speaking. But at this point, I think there's not much he needs to do to prove. Yeah, he's no, nothing to prove. Uh, I mean, yes, he hasn't won. He hasn't won a championship, has he? Uh, probably not. Not with Houston. Um, yeah, not with Houston. I, I'm thinking about the Steelers. Uh, the brother, the other brother. But the other, what I'm trying to say is, just retired, man. I mean, why even mess with your heart? Or at least take a, a week off. You know, 
make sure (laughs) (laughs) make sure you're okay to play um more tests yeah get the okay from the doctors you know even though they're biased or get an independent doctor to just a third party just to oh man i mean this is nuts this is it's it's scary stuff and uh you know it's crazy what these players will do just to be on the field um that's just how it is and the nfl the league nfl you know players association they got to do more to protect the players from themselves Ron, the other thing that I wanted to do really quickly is I wanted to review because we're going into week five and I wanted to review with you. What do you think about these teams only having one win through four weeks? So I'm going to read you off the team and you let me know. Just give me a yes or no answer if they're playoff bound. Detroit. No, no, no. Uh your main concern about Detroit, what is it? Well, their defense, I think, is like giving up a record amount of points uh, so far this season. They're actually scoring much more than I thought they would, but their defense is atrocious. So, Yeah, not um, a playoff defense. And that's crazy because I think isn't the coach like a whole defensive coach? You know, he has that mindset or whatever. Dan it? Campbell, yeah. Yeah, so. No. Uh, the next team, Washington, yes or no? No. no. Uh, I, don't, I know Carson Wentz hasn't played that bad, but I don't trust him at all. Yeah, and their defense, they're less young for the year. I don't think that that's going to happen. So that's a no. So we're 0 for 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, Indianapolis. No, um, they don't look good. That was my upset special. Um, you know, there's something wrong with, with that team. I just don't think they have sufficient weapons. And now Taylor's a little bit hurt. I don't think it's uh, anything too serious, but there's just something missing. I think it's just uh, just not enough of weapons on offense. Yeah, I agree. Something happened when we thought that this team was going to compete for the division, but they're not competing at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carolina. No, no. Baker uh, Bayfield has looked atrocious. Um, Is it because they didn't know the offense? or I think it's the play calling, to be honest with you. I think it's a lot because they have talent. Um, and he hasn't been his best either. He's missing some throws, but... I just, I just think they're going to be in the market for a starting quarterback next year. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Las Vegas. Um, this one I'm going to hesitate a little bit on because I, I, I think they're better than Denver. Denver's two and two right now. Uh, Chargers has, you know, they have a lot of injuries. I don't think they're, they're as good as the Chargers. I have Chargers going in the Super Bowl. And, and I don't think they're as good as Kansas City. I think they've had a tough schedule. Talk about the Raiders now. And I think they got Kansas City this week. Yep. Um, I think they write the ship. I think they're going to pull off uh, an upset. And uh, that's me teasing my upset special for, for today. Yeah, I'm going to have to disagree. I don't think they have it. I think that's a really tough division. Mm-hmm. Kansas City, the Chargers. I don't know what's going on with Denver Broncos. Because they have a, a pretty good defense. But mm-hmm. then... You know, the play calling, I guess he's like the protege of his father's son, son, but he's just not doing it. Maybe they'll turn it around, but... Russell Wilson hasn't looked good either, yeah, you know, Russell so... Wilson is, so I, I don't know. I, I don't think they make a playoff. Uh, the other team don't even, even have a win right now. It's Houston. Yeah, definitely not. Surprised they don't have a win, but, you know, they definitely have a tie, not. Mm-hmm. But no win... Uh, I agree. I don't think that. I think that team. It's 
it's just a big mess. I don't know what the front office is trying to do. Uh, the other team, uh, New England. No, that's the spirits right there saying there's no way New England is are gonna make uh, make the playoffs. I'm gonna d- respectfully disagree with you. Really? I think that this is a playoff bound, and we'll talk about it when. Wow. When we do our reviews. Okay. Uh, Pittsburgh. No, if I'm being honest, uh, no. Um, one and three. I'm glad they turned the page on Pickett. I still got question marks about Canada, and their next four games are tough. Uh, they do get TJ Watt back in a couple weeks. So that's, you know, that's, he's gonna make a huge difference, but no. Yeah, no for me too. I think that Pittsburgh, at the beginning of the year, they just have too many things that they have to fix before they even started the season, and now we know lots of penalties. Matt Canada is involved. I don't think so. So we only really disagree on two teams, Las Vegas and New England. Do we, talk, uh, do we go through San Francisco? They're playing, oh, they're playing right now. That's true. Do you think they're going to be L.A. tonight? No. No. <laughs> so do you think San Francisco is playoff team? No. I never did, though. You know, I, everyone said they're a great. Even with Garoppolo now no. leading them? No. No. I think tonight, even, I think tonight is going to show whether or not they're a playoff team. Whether you know they have a moral victory over that outright beat the LA Rams, mm-hmm. um, but I don't think so. No, I think that because it started with Trey Lance and Trey Lance just muffed those two couple of games, mm-hmm. I don't think they're a playoff team. And now, um, I forget which now, no, I think it's the Chargers Bosa that's hurt, not the 49ers Bosa. So, yeah, and I think they get Kittle, Kittle was hurt for a couple of games mm-hmm. and they get him back. So, I think you know, they have they have the weapons. I don't know if they can turn it around. So, yeah, those are the seven teams and two we kind of disagree on. So, let's go into week number four. Uh, this was a week. This was a terrible week for me, anyway, because I was wrong on all my picks. Ron, you got the New England and your upset special and your Pittsburgh uh, team right. So let's let's start with the most recent game, which was uh, Tampa Bay Kansas City. A lot of offense, but not a lot of defense, right? Yeah, that was surprising. I mean, I did have Kansas City uh, scoring 30 points. And what was the final score of this? Uh, uh, you had it 30 to 18. I had it uh, 28 to 17. Yeah, and it was 41 to 31. So, so we actually, cow. I'm sorry, I, I'm going to correct that. We actually got this one right. Mm-hmm. Um, I was kind of surprised that Kansas City put points so fast. So. <laughs> 41 points against like... You know, one of the top five defenses prior to this game, um, that was shocking. You know, Mahomes just played out of his mind. They ran. They did everything well. Ran the ball well. Both their running backs. Um, their defense, you know, Tampa's defense just let them down. I don't know what else to say. Yeah, I was kind of surprised that they scored 14 points that fast, even though one of them was a turnover right off the bat. And then I was even more surprised that it took a while for Tom Brady to find his rhythm. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I wasn't really impressed by the Kansas City defense though, right? No, not at all. Um, and, you know, I if I think back to last year, Kansas uh, City gave up a lot of points at the end of the season too uh, to Buffalo. So, um, 
this game was out of control. I, I, they lost by 10, but it was it felt like it was over, you know, way before that. And it was a bigger blowout than than just the 10 points. Um, at no point did Kansas City lose control um, of the game at all. Um, I just think they're they're the they were the better team. Yeah, they were the better team. And I know that the commentators were talking about, well, this isn't the Super Bowl. So I know that, you know, this game is not what you think. And Mahomes is it's not injured. It's not the end of the year. Was this a revenge game or was it just like we're just a better roster? We're a better team. Yeah, it's a better roster. Kansas City happens to be playing well. Tampa Bay still recovering. All their players are recovering from injury. Um, so it's just two def- two two teams at different, you know, different things going on right now. Um, you know, I, I'm not too worried about Tampa Bay bouncing back off of off of this loss. Yeah, I mean, Kansas City 189 yards rushing, Tampa Bay only three, which usually the Tampa Bay defense doesn't let mm-hmm. team rush for 189 yards. Mm-hmm. It was it was just you know a game where. They had to play catch up the whole time, and it, it just didn't seem like they can get a stop. Um, the other game, and we're just working our way backwards, was New England and Green Bay. You, th- you thought that Green Bay was going to win. I also thought that Green Bay was going to win, so we actually two for two. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we, the New England actually put up a fight. They did. And, you know, I wanted when we made our selections, I, you know, I thought this might be a close game. I know I had, you know, Green Bay still putting uh, winning by 12, 24 to 12. Um, But, you know, I I told you Green Bay's offense um, isn't that great. Um, And their defense is okay. You know, so I thought Patriots uh, and like when I sat back and thought about it, I was like, if if the Patriots just like hang on, um, they could make this game really interesting. Um, and that's exactly what, what they did, even with Hoyer going down. Um, the game was relatively close uh, the whole way. Would you consider the Packers as a top three NFC team? No. What would you rank them? Top five? Top ten? Top top ten for sure. Um, top ten. Who would you put before them? As better? Yeah. So I, I would think the Rams, even though, you know... I know they're playing today. They've looked okay. Um, I would put uh, the Eagles for sure. Um, hmm, maybe they are top five. Yeah, I think I think the Vikings so. are there at three and one. I don't trust the Vikings that much. I would put them at top three. I think the Eagles number one, followed by the Rams, or you know, in, in the chain with the Tampa Bay. Uh, I, I, I mean, I really like this. I like, this is why I think, back to our original question, why I think New England can still make the playoffs because even with a rookie quarterback who, who had no idea what he was doing, mm-hmm. got no reps during the week at all, even though they knew that Mac Jones wasn't going to play, but he got zero reps, came in, went behind the ears, and did okay. Why? Because New England has a good defense. They have a good running game. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, that's really all you need to control the pace of the game. And but but I agree with you. Um, <clears throat> so for more, mo- most games, I think that'll work. But it really, to me, depends on matchup, too. 
how many times are you going to go against a, a green like a team like Green Bay where it's all new receivers and there's no there's no rhythm or, or connections? Um, hey, that's why you get them early in the season, yeah. and then for the rest of the next six games is basically cupcake cupcake games because Detroit. Again, they're scoring a lot of points, but the defense is also giving up a lot of points. Mm-hmm. Then you have the Browns, who just lost to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Give me a break. Atlanta? Yeah. Then you have the Bears, who just lost to the Giants. I mean, I know the Giants are surging, but I don't think the Giants are better than the Patriots. Then you have the Jets. Again, they're surging, but they still make a lot of mistakes. But that's not a Those aren't And then giving. the Colts. And then the Jets again. I mean. The schedule is favorable. Very favorable. I mean. But it's not given. Let's say like, worst case scenario, New England goes four and two. No. Now see, you're that, about, that, to me, that's not worst case scenario. They can go. That's I mean, the worst case scenario. No. No. What's I, the I, worst case scenario? The worst case scenario, they win two games. Two out of those, those games. You I know? doubt that. You're I still playing with a rookie quarterback. Right, I and think Hoyer comes back for the Jet of the Lions. Yeah, I didn't see what exactly his injury was. So they, I don't know. they were very vague. Yeah. Um. Again, maybe with this whole new Tua, maybe they switch it up. Again, it depends how many reps Sappy gets this week. Right. Um. But I mean, the Bears are beatable. The Colts are beatable. The Vikings, you know, we still don't know because they have an easy schedule so far. And then the Jets, I'm sorry, but you got hosts. The Pittsburgh Steelers got hosts at home. Mm-hmm. You lose to the Jets. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel good. I don't know about well, you. Yeah, I feel I- really good about this. I know that, you know, you know, moral victories gets thrown around, mm-hmm. but we played tough with the Ravens and there were mistakes. And then with the Packers, we took them in overtime. I feel good about this team. So, like, how many wins do you think they get to at the end, by the end of the season? Are you still confident about, was it your 10 I th- 10 I still wins? think they get, maybe maybe get dropped by one, maybe they get nine victories. But mm-hmm. I think the way that the this AFC league is going, nine wins might be enough. Because, yeah, I mean, I mean everyone in your division has two wins. I had them at eight wins. Um, they're one and three right now. They're, they're going to have to go on a streak to get to eight wins. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I just don't know if I see that coming. So we'll, we'll, we'll do when we do our picks, we'll do we'll do uh, the prediction for week number five. Uh, the last game for week four was your team, the Jets at Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. You you took them to lose 20 to 17. I took them to win 24 to 13. So what happened? Why, why did your team, it was Pickett's debut, and he still lost the game? What happened? Well, so he didn't start. So let's start there. I picked them to lose because I thought Trubisky would play the whole game. Uh, Trubisky led them to six points in the first half. Uh, and I thought, honestly, it would, it would go just like that, and he'd finish out the game, maybe score 12 points, and they would lose. Um, now, Trubisky didn't play bad. He played okay. He threw a touchdown pass, which I think, Guy, I think they got a little bit hosed. Uh, it was a touchdown throw to the end zone. Deontay caught it. I thought it was inbounds. They called him out. Um, and he had some good drives, which was you know, called back because of ridiculous penalties. Awful penalties. So, all in all, he didn't play that bad. But 
this that's how he played the entire season. He's okay, not great. So I thought it was going to be more of that the entire game. Uh, I was glad to see Pickett come in. Once Pickett came in, I was like, we got a chance to win this game. And we did. Uh, but we blew it uh, at the end. Our defense blew it uh, for sure. We had a lot of turnovers because guys dropping passes. Um, tipping passes. Tipping passes, passes all over the place. So, I, you know, I'm excited because I thought Pickett played extremely well. Other than that one one interception, I'd say he, he shouldn't have thrown the ball. Uh, when he was scrambling a little bit, he should have thrown it out of bounds. It went off Fryman's hand. The dude should have caught the ball, tipped it up in the air, and got picked off. Claypool one was the right throw. We've been complaining the entire season that Mitch doesn't throw the ball downfield. Claypool, I mean, Pickett throws it to Claypool, uh, a deep throw. Claypool 6'4", the guy who, who tipped it's 5'8". You know, Claypool doesn't play big. He always plays small. And um, that was on him. He just flat out dropped it into the other guy's hands. So I don't count that against Pickett. And of course, I don't count the Hail Mary at the end of the game either. So if you take those, if you even if you say, okay, through one pick, yeah, he's he's basically uh, you know twelve of thirteen with an interception instead of ten of thirteen. Um, so I thought he looked good. I thought obviously there was a lot of energy. Um, the, the fans were hyped. The team was hyped. You can tell what was going on. But at the end of the day, football is a team sport. Um, it's not just about Pickett and their offense scoring points. They scored 14, I think, in the second half. The defense was a complete letdown in that fourth quarter. They just let them march up and down the field. Um, and I want to give Zach Wilson some praise because, you know, if you look at the numbers, you think, you know, 18 for 36, 252, a touchdown and two picks. He's not that good. Let me tell you, that dude made some throws, and I was someone who was very critical of Zach Wilson, but he made some like NFL throws, like I'm talking like NFL talent, like starting quarterback throws, and I was very impressed with his poise uh, at the end of the game. Um, I think we were a little bit out coached, but I think you know he Zach Wilson was able to make a lot of plays at the end. Um, you were out coached by Robert Sala. Yeah, yeah, I think we were out schemed. I'd say that. Um, you know, to give up those points at the end, 14 points at the end of the game, the last quarter, we couldn't stop them. Um, and, you know, I think there, I don't want to blame the officials at all, but there were a couple things that if we were to go back and look at, you know, we, you know, and a lot of it was the Mika's interception. You know, they said he was out of bounds. If you look at the replay, his feet were in bounds, didn't get challenged. <clears throat> Um, at the end of the game, I thought, uh, I forgot who caught the ball, um, but I thought it was a drop. Uh, they didn't go back and look at that. Jets ran like ran up to the line, ran up quick play, smartly, rightfully so, but Tomlin should have probably used the timeout there, give the officials a chance to review it to see if he really caught the ball. I thought they would have called it a drop. Um, well, this, this was something that I actually forgot to bring up when we did the news. What do you think of the officiating so far this year? Like, I know that a couple of years ago, they went for full-time, I think, officiating. Because mm-hmm. way back when we were younger, like in the 90s, they were like, it was like part-time. Like, mm-hmm. oh, he's a full-time lawyer, but he does this on the weekend. And you were like, oh, okay, well. And then they switched to full-time. 
but I feel like it really hasn't improved that much. It's been a little bit better, but I think it'll never be perfect because we're sitting at home with the comfort of instant replays and being able to like zoom like real instantly, right? You know, before we even get to the next play, they're standing, you know, they see it real time. They got to make a quick call. Um, and they don't have the benefit of, yeah, they got someone that can be in their ear, like yelling to them. But the Jets, like I said, ran up real quick and, you know, they were smart about it and they uh, w- went to the next play. I think it's, you know, the officiating is, it's been, it's, it's been better, but it's not, I don't think it'll ever be great. Well, see, that's the thing is that I'm not too concerned about the quick, the quick, oh, you make, gotta make a decision right away. What concerns me is, a lot of these officials don't know the rules. <laughs> like either the other team's head coach or, you know, our team, like the Patriots, we have to tell them like, hey, this is this goes against the rules. Mm-hmm. And then they have to huddle and they meet. And that's what I'm concerned with. It's like, if you're full-time officiating, you should know the rules inside out, upside down. Yeah, yes, but, this is replacing. And I, I've never been an official, neither of you. It's... it's it, I your, can say that if it's if job. it's one person making the call, it's a group of officials. They all got to they need time out just to communicate with each other. Say, hey, what did you see? What did you see? Here's what I saw. That that in itself takes time. Um, and then even after that, you know, understanding like down and distance, how much time was on the clock. There's just a lot that goes into it. So I and I'm not saying they can't improve. Officials need to get better. But at some point, you got to realize these are professional athletes that run like 24 miles an hour. They're referees. Uh, they'll never be able to see everything, get in position to make the right calls all the time. It's just the nature of the game. Um, I think baseball, for example, like the play is, you know, it's going right to third base. So that's why you got a official right there. It's going second base. You got a official right there. You got the umpire behind the plate. They're always in position. That's where the play is. But with the NFL, it's different because there's a lot of running a lot of people moving. Um, it's just it's a, it's a more difficult sport um, to to call. I think that if you're because if you're officiating and your only rule is to watch the clock, and for some reason, well, that is ridiculous. Clock, oh, now you agree with me? Well, the, that is your only but, job is to watch the clock, and the if thing. the clock expires, I don't. You have to throw a flag. I don't blame the officials for that either. Um, what, because we, it, what year is this? 2022. We don't have a better process other than the official having to look up, see what time, you know, what the time is and then look down. Like, why can't we have like something that automatically rings if it goes to, to zero and the play is not off? Rings in, you know, their ear or something to say, OK, the play clock is dead. No, you know? because you can't charge the players to follow the rules. <laughs> well, no, I'm saying you can have a play clock, right? or something in their ear that's attached to the play clock so that as soon as it gets to zero, it's buzzing in the ear. Say, okay, it's zero. I don't have to look up, which costs me a second or two. Now, the one that you're talking about was egregious. It's probably like two two seconds that passed by, and he probably should have caught it. But um, I just think the technology of it or just the process of it is just stupid. It's archaic. And, you know, for us to be in 2022 and still, you know, not have a better process for that is just asinine. Yeah, so that was my only uh, my only grief with uh, the officiating is that it's just to me it hasn't gotten better. I know they're going full time, but there's they got lots of way to go. Uh, let's go into week five because 
Week five is interesting. Uh, let's start with uh, Pittsburgh at Buffalo. Ron, what did you uh, pick for this game? Um, I picked Buffalo to win, obviously. Um, they are 14-point favorites, 14 or 14 and a half, uh, when we when I checked earlier. Um, I see them winning. I see them scoring a lot. I think it's going to be 35-24. That's the score I wrote down. I do think uh, for the first time this season, Pittsburgh is going to be able to put up 24-plus points um, with Kenny Pickett. Um, but I think Buffalo is just a better team, period. Uh, now, they were a better team last year, and we beat them. But we had T.J. Watt last year. We don't have him this 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 year, so I think yeah. Buffalo's going to win. I also picked Buffalo to win 31-17. I, I think that Buffalo... It's going to get up early. It's going to score a lot of points early. And then Pittsburgh's going to play catch up. And that defense is going to have a field day because they're just going to drop back and wait for the throw. I don't know if uh, Najee has a good game or not. Again, I just feel like Buffalo can't score with the best of them. So I don't see Pittsburgh catching up. Uh, the next game, Detroit. At New England, what did you give for a final score? Um, so an upset for me. I don't know what the spread is again. I think it's three, if I remember correctly. Three, yeah, I think it is three. Uh, with New England being favored. I have, this is an upset, not my upset special, but I have Detroit going into New England and winning. Um, I think they go, you know, they're scoring. I don't know why. I couldn't tell you why they're scoring so much, but I see them winning 26 to 23. Well, I can tell you that the opening line was six and a half, and then Mac Jones got hurt, so it dropped down to three. Uh, but this is one of those games that I considered a cupcake game. I think that it's at New England. They just haven't faced a good enough defense for some reason, and I see the line at the Lions losing this game. Uh, I'm really confident whoever the quarterback is now, even if it is Sap, I get Sappy again. I don't know how many reps it's going to take, but I have a 28 to 10. New England actually beating Detroit. The next game, Atlanta at Tampa Bay. What do you give for that game? Yeah, Tampa Bay is getting healthy. Um, they, they're coming off a loss, so you know they're going to fix whatever happened this past week with Kansas City with their defense. Uh, I know Atlanta looked good and they uh, won the game, but Cordell Patterson's hurt. He's out. Uh, on injured or reserve now. Um, I think it's, I have 27 to 10 as a score, but I think it's a game that can probably be out of control pretty quickly and, and uh, Tampa can get to 30 something points pretty quickly. Yeah, I have a score 28 to 14. I know Atlanta just won, but it was just, like it was against the Browns. Who knows? I didn't see anything in that game, but mm -hmm. I mean, wh why are the Browns losing like this? Because they're not that good. <laughs> That's why. You know, but they beat Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's not that good. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, yeah, so I, I I think that Tampa Bay. I think the defense is good. They allow just fourteen points to Atlanta, so they do win twenty to fourteen. What's your upset special, Ron? So, I I teased it earlier. I'm going with Vegas here. Um, Vegas over Kansas City, 28 to 27. I think Kansas City is favorite at home uh, by like four or something like that. I need to go back and look at that again. Um, but, you know, not that I'm high on Vegas, but I, I thought Vegas was, would be a team that would be in contention for a playoffs. And they got off to a rough start. 
Now they bounce back this week, and I think they'll keep that going. You know, I know Kansas City looked good this week against Tampa Bay. Um, the line is seven now. Seven, okay. I just don't think it's, you know, that... I don't think Kansas City is going to continue to do that every like week in and week out. And I think if they underestimate Oakland because they're one one win, one and three, um, they're going to get punched in the mouth and lose. And I, I and I think you know if the Raiders want a chance to win the playoffs, they got to they got to win some tough games, and this is one of them that they'll pull out. Yeah, I'm not too impressed with Kansas City Chiefs uh, defense. Uh, if the Raiders want to, like I say, want to compete in this division, they need to uh, beat the big dogs. And I think Kansas City is a big dog in this one. So I'm not saying that is my opposite special, but I can see why you picked them. I'm actually going to go with Seattle over New Orleans, 21-14, because New Orleans, they just can't score. Well, it's tough to, it's tough to judge what the New Orleans team is because Jameis didn't play, Kamara didn't play, um, Thomas didn't play this week, and they still almost pulled out a, a you know the win. Um, yeah, that was a last second thriller, right? So you know it, it is, was the Vikings. So yeah, will Jameis play this week? I don't know. Will all those guys play? I don't know. And then Seattle. I mean, Jesus, they, Geno Smith has had a very yeah. He is the real deal. Uh, we I think we saw that firsthand. Uh, by now, so um, yeah, I, I can see Seattle winning that for sure. Yeah, I, I have a final score twenty-one to fourteen. I do feel that Seattle will get out early, but it's just and I I thought that at least we thought that Seattle was tanking, but they're right. actually winning. Yeah, no kidding. So I don't know. Maybe they like Gino a lot, even though he's up there in yeah, age. He, right, he's been in the league for a while, so he's got to be up there. But. Yeah. You know, if they if this was their plan to tank, then uh, it's not working. They they had a, I think that we just all underestimated how good Gino is, um, and he's been absolutely impressive. Yeah, I think that uh, Gino is uh, changing people's minds. At least he's living leaving a legacy that is much better than what we thought it was. Um, so before we end the podcast, let's let's talk about Hurricane Ian real quick because we're in Florida. We just went through. We were fortunate that we didn't lose any any flooding, and it was a block away. You couldn't even, you know, drive because of that flooding. But if you live in Florida, you got affected by 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 the flood, by the storm. Listen, the better days ahead, right? I mean. Yes, I mean you got to pray, you know, pray for that. Um, I was watching the news. There's a system out there. They don't they don't know where it's going yet. But hurricane season isn't over yet. Um, we've had some years where we've had like two or three come by in you know one summer uh, through Central Florida. Uh, but you know, for all the people that are out in the coast, Fort Myers, Sanibel Island, Captive Island, that whole area, they got hammered. Uh, and I know the death toll was up to like 70-something people, I think, last I checked. Um, I think it's just going to grow as they find, you know, uncover more um, bodies and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's it, this was a brutal week for all of us um, here in, in Florida, all throughout Florida, not just Central Florida. Um, you would think being in Central Florida, 
that, you know, things will be okay. But the flooding that we experienced has just been incredible. I've never seen anything like that uh, at all. Yeah, if you if you watch in the news, houses and people and, you know, wildlife, you got alligators, gators everywhere. Mm-hmm. You got some people, some sharks, mm-hmm. Fort Myers are such sharks in the water. Um, listen. I don't want to get too political, but global warming is real. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the conditions are much more favorable for hurricanes um, and the hurricanes are getting stronger and more frequent. So whether it's global warming or not, we got to all understand that this is the the new norm. Um, And a lot of people, you know, at the end of the day, it's people that are impacted. You know, I got friends, uh, co-workers that have had their homes flooded and they're still working you know working to uh clean up at this point so um you know it's it's just unfortunate one of the unfortunate things we're living in florida um you know and hopefully we don't have another one like that for uh, for a long time yes let's let's hope uh with that note do you want to add anything else to this week four nfl podcast review not for week four review or week five. I just want to say that I'm again. I was so excited about Kenny Pickett, and um, I felt like I was in the stadium. Did you see? By the way, uh, someone died at the stadium. I saw that in the news. That's they dropped the escalators. Yeah. You and I went up and down those same escalators, I believe. And it is like it's and they're steep. They're, they're steep. steep, but I mean, what was that person doing? Let's be honest. I have no idea. Exactly. But, so let's get the details. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, there's just, I, I can just imagine being there, you know, when he walked in um, and they saw him getting ready to be introduced, you know, in the second half. I could just imagine what the energy was like. I know I was like, you know, in my living room on the couch. I jumped off my couch. I didn't think it was going to happen. And, um, and I was just super excited. Um, you know, win or lose from here on out, I don't think there's going to be much to ruin my season because I know we've turned the page on Big Ben. I feel like for, finally we've turned the page on Big Ben. I didn't feel that way with Mitch Trubisky. I thought we were in limbo a little bit. Now I think we got our franchise guy behind center, and I'm excited. That's That's what it comes down to. I'm excited for him to watch him grow just like I did with Big Ben. Just watch him come in and grow, make some you know mistakes, and just develop into to being a, a good good player. Um, so, you know, I I don't think we're going to make the playoffs, but uh, even if we don't, I don't think there's going to be anything to kind of ruin my outlook of how bright of a future Kenny and the Steelers have. Well, I hope that you keep this happy happiness throughout the yes, season. I'll try to. There's going to be many, many losses, and you can't put the two fit mask in the two. Yeah, well, so we're Buffalo, not there yet. Tampa Bay. We're not got- there yet, but I can tell you right now, I'm foreshadowing, depending on how this week goes, if we score 20-plus points and we get TJ White, if we get TJ next week, we're going to win some of those games. Tampa, watch out. Okay. Dolphins, with Bridgewater, if two is not playing, watch out. Um that's all I'm saying. That's assuming TJ's back and, you know, our offense looks different. Um, I'm not going to write them off completely either. So, um, but, you know, 
we'll, we'll see how it goes. That's what's that's what's exciting about the sport. So well, that's why they play the game, that's ladies and gentlemen. Uh, on that note, I say peace. Peace. Hey guys, thanks again for listening and supporting us. You can find us at The Sim Podcast on Instagram and Twitter, or you can email us at shutympodcast at gmail.com.